This show has been hosted and brought to you by Jumbled Radio Online. You can listen to this show and a variety of other shows on demand on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Just search up Jumbled Radio Online on the respective website and you should be able to find it. There may be some harsh language and exploratory themes in the coming cast. Now, off to your host. Welcome back to another episode of Personal Time. Today we are going to be discussing Sugar Pine 7, one of the beloved channels that I love. One of the beloved channels that I love. Yes, absolutely the way you should be saying it. <clears throat> one of the channels that I've loved for the past couple of years. Um, I was there for the beginning of the channel when SourceFed ended and Steven Subtick started making these weird vlogs and whatnot. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Personal Time or Personal Talk is a show where I just talk about some personal things, some opinions and whatnot. Um, it's not like Oats where I take a specific media and just delve into thoughts about that. That's just, This is more of like a freeform thing for, for kind of whatever. Um, and this, this could just as easily be an Oats where I overanalyze like my love for Sugar Pine 7, but this is more like just an actual personal thing for me because the show, the channel, and the people that are involved um, played a big part in, I think, what will be my memory of university and how I perceived that time or this current time of my life. Like, I look back at high school and I see, like, watching Mike Falzon walk and talk videos, watching uh, the Co-Optional podcast, playing on the PlayStation 3 without listening to, to YouTube videos like I do now, or playing basketball every week, or being a huge basketball fan, like stuff like that, right? Like that important period of time, or that episode of my past, which was high school, I can literally look back and be like, I remember the things that I was into and what I loved to do in high school. And right now, um, because the show has ended, and because I recently just graduated in terms of getting my grades and being able to apply for the graduation ceremony, um, I kind of want to look back at the show and commemorate not only the show itself, but like a form of media that essentially was a part of me and a thing that like influenced me into doing certain things or saying certain things or whatnot. Um, like yeah let's just get into it so it was really sad um when i figured out when i when they announced that the show was ending and the pan the the channel was ending um i have written a document for it and i'll just read and give you some feedback on whatever i was thinking at the time so uh first paragraph uh let's have a little write-up episode for the boys and girls at Sugar Pine 7. I just started watching it only because of Steven Subtick's video that was on my recommended feed. Um, Mike Falzone being a part of SourceFed and hearing about the shutdown of SourceFed made me curious about the situation, and Steven's video made it feel like a little documentary of what it actually felt like. Um, I've seen YouTube companies and channels fall and die, like gaming companies such as The Game Station or Polaris. So this just made me curious to the fact that the channel was loved by so many just not me at the time, um, and how it could just fall down and crash out of the blue. Um, from there, Steven started making vlogs, but not just any vlogs. He had a style. He made a style, which I can only call the alternative lifestyle style, or the Sugar Pine 7 style. Um, it mixed in real life with through lines of story that are, for the most part, not real, aka the bits that they do. Um, we got a sense of the people 
there being real people but being characters of themselves so it's it comes from a real place but we know it's played up to a certain extent there was a lot of well-meaning moments uh which was really nice and that's like kind of what like brought me into it is because it wasn't just like a comedy thing to be funny it felt like like a real project at the beginning where you're learning things and you get to put life stories and whatnot and i'm a sucker for well-meaning moments and nice moments and like that um uh what i lost the line there was a lot of well-meaning moments where steve seems to be figuring out how to live after his horse fed a lot of touching moments with lessons about friendship and life and overall you got a glimpse of the love and the sketchy nature of being a content creator um yeah because most of the episodes were funny straight up and just ended that were funny but there were some episodes where steve would have an end monologue which kind of rounded out a certain episode or a certain part of that season with a lesson and it's just those lessons that like actually gave me some time and like made me step back and be like oh am i doing this in my pursuit of whatever i was pursuing at the time or like should i consider my friends again like you know, not like i don't consider my friends but it's more like a push to reach out and stuff like that and videos like that is nice especially when it's within a story because um when you're watching a story it's it, it almost feels like you're just overseeing everything and when you're overseeing a moment happen and you're away from a situation it may help you to understand the current situations you're in and there were some things in that show especially in the first season where i was like yeah no i relate to this I should do something about it. Um, next paragraph. Uh, he had Kim and James show up a lot more in the episodes, and it was it was entertaining to watch, due to the mix of the story being slowly created through time, and the actual real life things of hiring Autumn as an editor, finding an office, Kim meeting Sammy Joe, getting on Rooster Teeth, and all of those real life events mixed with story. Uh, in the new era of YouTube, it's dope to see the format come to life as it's mixed with creative writing as well as like the sort of semi-real aspect of vlogging. Um, it helped to keep the day-to-day -day interesting as well as keep us updated to their lives or Steve's life at the beginning of the series. But interestingly enough, the show for me created a barrier and a boundary that made me enjoy the show even more. I figured it out kind of late into the channel and it was during the little tour of Tokyo with Reina. It's so dumb that it was that late. Um, that I got introduced to the Boys Only Club podcast. What? Oh, I'm just misreading now. I figured it out kind of late into the channel. And it was... Yeah, no, I figured out that, that the format, what the format was. Or kind of, like, kind of confirming it. Because I didn't watch each episode um, in a row or in a sequence as it was released. I just kind of watched whatever was on the recommended on my side. And like hitting like because some some vlogs or when i initially watched the show vlogs were just actual people being stupid and actually like sort of real like you could assume it's their real character or you would assume it was their real character but then re like watching the reina episode was really funny because i realized oh there's bits and reality like being mixed into this really hard again i didn't watch it like consecutively or in an order i just watch whatever came and once i knew that i liked the series then i watched everything in order because i had like an understanding of it it doesn't even take a lot to understand some people can figure it out but 
I was stupid and figured out that or assumed that all vlogs were just people trying to be real. Um, yeah, and through that, I learned about Reyna. Reyna is one of my favorite content creators now, which is really fun. Their interaction in the Boys Only Club podcast was really fun, too. I love listening to that podcast. And I can't believe I figured out about them way after Super Panic Frenzy was a thing, because I think I would have loved that channel during the time it was up, because I know that was the videos that I would have been watching. Um, the, the dynamic of their podcast was nice and fun. This includes both um, Beyond the Pine and the Boys Only Club. And yeah, figuring out like the differences of how you act in certain genres of media is kind of fun to see. So like when I first saw Steve at the, uh, at the Boys Only Club podcast, I kind of further hammered in the point that he's not some fucking weirdo who's always there in terms of like where he is in, in the show or like that made no sense let's just erase everything I said in the past 30 seconds we're moving on to the next paragraph um yeah they were real people but they were mainly characters they're just they're not necessarily fake in terms of not being themselves they're just a heightened version of themselves and if you don't understand that point um you have certain faces that you show people and this is the certain face or the certain character that they created for the show coming from the truth base of their own personality which was really cool um it's super cool to see such a format because you were aware that they're being characters of themselves they create a line to show people that they are there to entertain as well as mix in real life stuff that happens to them there isn't a line of being friends like other vloggers it's a line that any normal person can figure out easily and can attach themselves onto um, I guess this is with, with like a red flag because some people can't figure it out even with the basis of the show um, I can see them as characters on a show that I can love and content creators that I can look up to this is in terms of seeing a less heightened but still heightened version of themselves on the podcast I love the channel, I love the format, I love their music, and I really hope their music keeps to continue, or keeps going on. Um, essentially, I just love the journey that they brought us on in terms of how they were making content and the stories that they told and whatnot. Sure, it got kind of weird around season three, I think, is what we were people were weird about, or season four, the one where they had that incredibly where they just jumped into full story and full cinematic without the life stuff. But it was still fun to see, fun to see them grow into different ideas. Um, yeah, they've also spoken about stories where fans couldn't figure out how they wanted to be treated when they were met. Like, it, it is confusing. I could see it being confusing because they do bits a lot on the show, so you just kind of assume that they do bits in real life all the time but then there's also a line of we're not friends with them it, it would be weird to bit with them especially if they don't know our boundaries you know like putting them in a position of bidding with us when they can easily offend us is kind of scary so like it's weird to put or try to come at these people like you're friends with them and there's also like a weird through line with that in terms of like how you're supposed to treat um celebrities or content creators that you uh, that you like in real life like I had 
this is a side story i've met um ellen rose from outside extra when she came over to new zealand for a holiday and like invited the viewers for drinks and that was weird because i did not know how to act because i knew we weren't friends and we weren't ever going to probably see each other ever again um but i also knew to not fangirl right in front of her because it was going to be like it was it was wild we hung out it was fun and there was also a bunch of other like there was a giant a big group of us there was a group of us who hung out and that was really fun it's just you know picking and choosing what you have to say and like having to overthink i guess and analyze to make sure that they're not going to be weirded out and they don't feel that they're being that they're threatened in a space um that was weird because i can only assume that they do feel threatened or they feel well i mean then again she was in a, con- a different country so it, it is pretty scary to to do that and to like meet complete strangers because when you extend out that hand to like meet people from the internet it could it could just as easily go wrong as it can normally just be okay and be fine so it's a weird thing maybe it's a me thing in terms of how i perceive these internet people that i look up to and aspire to be and aspire to be like i guess um but to like going back to the show like it's just cool because you can see i can like i can see them as characters i can see them as a person that they played but then i can also see them as the content creators because of shows like beyond the pine and stuff like that so it's just nice that i can kind of assume that i know small bits of them through their content i don't know the entire person obviously but it's just nice to see and figure out um so i don't really know what else to say because i've been kind of getting messed up in how i'm supposed to talk about how i literally how, how i feel about the situation um i'm sad that it's gone but like in terms of like how you're supposed to approach an online celebrity and stuff whatever um but what i wrote was we should approach them with a grain of salt um the draw of relatability is there to keep you watching videos and to like them and to create a viewer and content creator relationship which can be not evil or misleading right there are some evil ladies and non-binaries out there who do use the relatability and closeness as like a means to manipulate someone into buying their stuff and whatever but most of them use this relatability and closeness to actually create a community and whatnot and those are the people that we need to find Um, we just have to remember that these aren't our friends these aren't our family we're viewers right that's the relationship that we hold with them we watch them and they create content for us and it's it's a cycle that hopefully helps both sides right because you know we get amazing content and they get to do what they love in terms of content creation if they're making the things that they love um so yeah apologies for the jumbledness and the disjointedness of this episode that's how i perceive the boys um all of them are very great uh, if ever any of them get a chance to listen to this, I'm sorry for the messed upness of this. It's not. I don't intend these podcasts to be very structured in a way. I just want to be like a conversation or a way to pour out my thoughts because I don't really get a chance. Because my friends don't like the same things that I do. Um, obviously, circles and like Venn diagram of my friends liking stuff is still there, but certain things like this they don't really engage in the stuff that i do online 
Um, so if any of the sugar, fi- sugar pine people out there listen to this, just want to say a big thank you for the content. Big thank you for keeping me sane during university and keeping me entertained during those hours and hours of stress and study. Um, y'all brought a laugh to me when I needed it in bad days. Y'all brought a laugh when I was bored. Y'all brought a laugh when it was just actually like a depressive state. So thank you guys so much for making that. Um, please don't delete the channel or delete the videos. I would like to show my friends um, this show now that it has an end. They don't. Most of my friends don't really like YouTube stuff because they don't like how it goes on forever. They like to have an ending to it. But now that there's an ending, not not my favorite ending, not gonna lie. But now that there's an ending, I can show this to them. I can show them season one and two and whatever. And your music. I've showed them your music and it's really good. But yeah. Again, to those listening to my podcast about a show that I like, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find this podcast and other episodes of Personal Time slash Personal Talk or other episode or other shows like Overanalyzing a Thing, Oats. Um, you can find them on Spotify. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on iTunes, hopefully. And on Podbean, which you can download. You can download the episodes on Podbean. Just search for Jumbled Radio Online on the respective site and you should be able to find it. Um, if you want to follow me on the socials, on Instagram and Twitter, you can search for at JulianOrahana17. Um, I have a poetry YouTube channel or just a channel where I'm actually making video content. Just search up JulianOrahana there. Um, there's also a poetry Instagram that I have, which I do 30-day challenges on and post some other poetry and whatnot. That is Rustlin and Ryden. Writing. Rustlin and Writing, spelled W-R-U-S-S-L-I-N-A-N-D-W-R-T-W-R-I-T-I-N-G. Rustlin and Writing. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys have any YouTube recommendations that you'd like me to watch, tell me down below in the comments. Hit me up on the socials, and I'll probably give it a watch because I started watching Smosh recently, and it's really, really nice and really, really good to watch. Actually, I enjoy a lot of the Smosh stuff, even the old ones. Um, so yeah, thank you, SugarPine Seven, for your content and all you've done. I hope you guys do great in whatever you're going to do in the future. I'm following all of y'all on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, so I'm excited to see that. And to my listeners, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, be good, send me your recommendations, and yeah, goodbye. <laughs>